Well, hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for joining me today on Shara's Motifors for um, this series that I've started called Lessons from Lockdown, where I'm interview interviewing various people to, to talk about their experience during this pandemic, during this lockdown. Um, very, you know, many of us, all of us actually uh, are going through similar situations or at least going through something. Um, and one of the things that I believe is it's not what you go through, but how you go through it and, and what your perspective is like. And I've, I've talked to so many people who, whose normal has been disrupted, whose normal has been uh, changed and their world has been kind of turned upside down. And anytime your world is turned upside down or, or something new or different or scary or, you know, uh, just other than what you've expected happens or you experience it, then it's uncomfortable. And sometimes uncomfortable is, is, is good because it pushes you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And sometimes uncomfortable can be bad. And I think it all depends on your perspective and how you think of things. And so um, before we get started with any of the questions, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, your name, and I'm sure everybody wants to get to know you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to, to talk with you today. Um, my name is Courtney Tully. Professionally, I'm a productivity coach. So I work with entrepreneurs around setting and meeting goals, creating schedules that work for them and finding their own way of working effectively. Um, I host a co-working membership where we get together and um, you know, have accountability and all of that to, to work towards our goals. Um, personally, I am married. I've been married for 13 years now. I have a six-year-old son. He actually turned six a couple weeks ago on his first day of first grade, so Aww. super exciting. <laughs> he was, you know, that's like the first thing that he said to his teacher. It's all, you know, right now they're virtual, and the first thing he said to his teacher was like, I'm six today, and the whole <laughs> class saying happy birthday to him. It was adorable. Aww. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm big into like crafty things and baking and running when it's not, you know, like a hundred degrees outside. And, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. don't run when it's a hundred degrees outside. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> no. yeah, so don't even have the desire out. right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So one thing that sticks out, you said that you, you're, you're a, a professional coach mm -hmm. and so you help people manage your time, manage yes. your schedules, mm -hmm. um, and find more efficient ways to do things. Mm -hmm. So in this time where everything has shifted for a lot of people, um, I don't know if your schedule got busier or less busy, or maybe your worlds collided together because everybody was home, whatever your situation was, did you have to employ some of the tools that you work with your clients on? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's like a total put your money where your mouth is kind of situation. And yeah, it, it forced me into the exact things that I tell my clients all the time of, of managing their schedules and their time. And um, that was exactly my situation because I went from having, you know, a work day where mm -hmm. I I had my meetings and I, I met with clients and I did my thing to having a 
child at home who was isn't to the point where he can work independently. Mm-hmm. So I have to sit next to him and say, okay, you know, especially with Zoom, sit up, make sure you, the teacher can see you, you know, pay attention and, and all of this. I, I want to, we can get into that later maybe, but yeah, yeah. yeah. March was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it totally shifted my personal schedule. Um, I actually, when this whole, the whole pandemic started, I, my business side of my brain goes, okay, now's the time to go. You need, you know, put your message out there. There's so many people that are going to need your help right now. Um, share as much as you can make offers, all of this. And, um, I, I had to balance that of, yes, I I'm going to put information out there. I'm yes, I'm going to share, add value to the conversation, but I also have to balance that personal life, which has shifted mm-hmm. dramatically. I'm used to having the house to myself during the day. And now I have to share it with my husband who's on conference calls like all day and my son who, you know, can't focus on anything for more than a few minutes at a time. So yeah, I had to balance those two things and really evaluate, you know, what is essential in my business? What Mm -hmm. are the things that are going to be the the needle movers that 20% Mm -hmm. of what you do on a daily basis that propels you forward and letting go of all of the extra stuff that, you know, is nice to do, but not really required. Um, so yeah, I had to reevaluate my schedule, reevaluate my business. And I had to cut back on, you know, one-on-one client time because I just didn't have that time anymore. Um, I shifted, I had a couple of things that I do live, like, um, like a goal setting workshop and Mm -hmm. I had, I turned it into a course. Like I recorded it and turned it into a course. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it forces you to be creative and think outside the box of what you, what's possible Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, it's really that growth mindset, right? Where you can look at it as like, Oh, this is a dead end. I I can't, I can't move forward because things aren't working the way they always Mm -hmm. have. Or you can say, okay, yeah, things aren't working the way they always have. So what can I do to shift and do things a little bit differently? So yeah, I, I created two online courses, shifting part of what I do there. So it, it frees up my time um, and allows me to focus on the things that are more essential right now. And, um, Very good. That's that's yeah. so awesome. I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, and I like the word that you chose to use: growth mindset. Because mm-hmm. you know, being able to to look at something and and grow and learn from it and not shrink back. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day about um, just you know the recession that occurred. You know, in t- 2008 2009 timeframe, mm-hmm. there were so many businesses like Uber and and companies like that, that came out of that recession strong because they found a need and filled it. And Mm -hmm. I think our creativeness does not come out when there's no issues, right? Like most of the time, you know, you may have some creative ideas, 
But in order to, to really get creative, you need a problem to solve. And so I, I think okay. that's, that's really, really good. Um, everything that you said, um, when, when you think about everything that you experienced and went through during this time, while mm -hmm. we've been on lockdown, um, if you had to choose one word to describe this time for you, what would that word be and why? So I would say mine would be revealing. It was revealing, kind of like what I talked about before with um, identifying your, I guess the word would be potential, just tapping into the, the, your better self, your higher self and, and what you need to do in this situation. Um, you know, I, oh, like I mentioned before, like with my son's zoom schooling, he was in a Montessori school, which does not lend itself very much to an online platform with lots of kids at one time. So it honestly, it stressed me out. I was having to spend all this time with him while he was on a Zoom call and it was not beneficial for any of us. He was getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated. And um, we reached a point and I was like, this is not working for us. And I said, okay, that's, that's enough. We're going to stop. We're just going to not attend Zoom anymore. We're going to do it ourselves. I'm going to get material. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to be like a homeschooling mom, like doing this on my own, which is something that I would never consider. I don't see as part of my identity at all. Like, first of all, I've always been more of the like working mom. I, I want to mm -hmm. have something of my own. Mm -hmm. um, but then the idea of being like a homeschool mom was just like one step beyond what I would consider for myself. But in this situation, I was like, you know what? This is what works best for our family. We're not going to stress ourselves out. We're not going to mm -hmm. spend seven hours on a Zoom call when it's just not worth our time and energy. We're going to focus on what is right for us. And mm -hmm. for me, I'm a people pleaser. So overcoming that hurdle of this is what I'm supposed to do versus this is what's right for us Yes, was a big deal. And it was very, you know, revealing for our, myself and our family to just say, that's enough. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to step away from the school and what they have to offer. And yeah, I started teaching him myself, I guess, May. And then, um, we did, we went through the entire summer because I was like, we're not losing all this stuff that I put in place I over the course right. of the summer. We're going to keep going to school. <laughs> He's going to be prepared for this next year, even if no other child is. Right. So yeah, it just, it's, it's been very revealing in that aspect, doing things that I never expected to do and being okay with it. Like it's not it's something that I can handle. It's not over, it's, I'm not over my head, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. And I'll say from a personal experience, it's been revealing for me as well. And many mm -hmm. other people that, that I talk to, 
um, many times we're going so fast and we're so busy and we're doing so many things and our hands are in so many pots and we're focused on our goals in the future that it's really hard to be present in the moment. It's yeah. really hard to think about, you know, the, the wonderful things that you have right now when mm -hmm. you're like so goal driven and goal oriented and like, yes, tomorrow I'm going to have this. And when you have a moment to slow down mm -hmm. and really take a step back and there's not a lot going on and to be busy with, you can really think about who am I, you know, cause some, yeah. you can really, you could lose yourself sometimes just going after goals and things Absolutely. and not know what it is you really like. And even for me having that moment to slow down, I've realized just as you said, you know, some, some character traits or personality traits about myself that I needed to make adjustments on because I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, no, that's, that's not who I am. I thought it was, but right. it's not. Exactly. And I'm okay with the fact that it's not, and I'm comfortable now, you know, so yeah. um, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, so when you think about, you know, all the lessons that you learned uh -huh. during this time, what would you say the, the greatest lesson or lessons have been since you've been on this lockdown? Um, I would say being capable of more than I thought I was capable of. Um, just with shifting my business, shifting my focus, um, really honing in on what is essential. And, you know, the shift in that motherhood teacher dynamic that mm -hmm. happened and then yeah it's all about reframing that mindset of yeah you can choose to see like I said before you choose mm -hmm. to see this as a dead end or you can pivot and find the right the right way forward um yeah I, our our family as a unit has become much closer mm -hmm. um I, I thought there was a possibility that it could, you know, tear us apart and we could be at each other's throats the whole time. Yeah. But honestly, it's, it's brought us closer together. And I really enjoy the time that we get to spend together when we're not rushing from one place to another, one appointment or meeting or whatever. We're, we're all home pretty much all the time. So... You know, all the time, every day. All the yeah, that's time, every day. <laughs> more time together is wonderful. It is wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's awesome. Um, yeah, and you mentioned that you had to kind of change things around and business mm -hmm. change things around at home. I heard someone telling a story the other day, and hopefully, I, hopefully, I get it right. But he he said that um, there were like two businesses at the beginning of of. COVID when everything had shut down that mm -hmm. were, they were restaurants and they were right across the street from each other. So when COVID happened and all the restrictions came about, um, one business, the owner ended up shutting down because, and he was upset blaming everybody his, you know, because he wasn't getting that many customers and so on and so forth. He couldn't meet all the guidelines as he thought across the street, the, the restaurant that was across the street, the other business owner decided to, um, uh, go to go to Lowe's. They got like a bunch of wood or whatever materials they needed to build like a drive-through outside of the mm -hmm. restaurant and adjusted to the situation. And then their business tripled. And what the speaker was saying is five years from now, when they're talking about 2020, 
one person is going to be able to set, be saying, oh, well, my business shut down because of COVID. And the other person will have a, a completely opposite testimony and say, well, my business tripled because of COVID and two restaurants. And the only difference is one shifted and made adjustments to match what was happening. And the other one used, I'll call it an excuse mm -hmm. for why they couldn't continue yeah. in business. And so you either find a way or you find an excuse. And those who find a way uh, mm -hmm. are grateful that they found a way later. Um, yeah. And so I think that's, that's great that you were able to, to pivot like that um, and make adjustments, not just in business, because while biz business is important, you also want to pivot, like you said, in your family, because that's most important. Because five years down the road, when you look at 2020, you don't want to say, um, all I was about was my business and, and I left my husband mm -hmm. and son to just fend for themselves and who <laughs> cares what they did and, <laughs> and all of that. And so um, yeah. I, think, I think it's an important, important lesson for all the listeners, just you know, value what's most important. And yes, your goals and your business and all that are important, but people, the people in your life that you care about are very important. If I, if I haven't learned anything, I've learned that to definitely value even, you know, for me, just going fast, mm -hmm. slowing down and, and taking the time to even listen to my husband talking because I'm the one that's on the go and he's more relaxed, reserved, mm -hmm. laid back. He doesn't, he's a homebody. He doesn't really want to go anywhere. And I'm always like, zoom, 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 zoom. And so because we're on two different paces, I have to slow down. And sometimes <laughs> he has to speed up to get with me. Yeah. And then other times I need to slow down, but I was forced to slow down. And then I started seeing all the things that I didn't notice that he was doing before. And I just, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. So which, you know, thinking about again, this whole time and you talked about different things you went through and you covered some of the, the, the hurdles that arose. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any other hurdles that you face that you think will be valuable for our listeners to know about? And if so, how did you, how did you face them or overcome them? Cause somebody else may be going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, I, I kind of touched on it before, but the, the stress levels allowing that stress. And I've, I've learned too that, okay, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I, before I became a coach and, and an entrepreneur, I had a, you know, normal corporate job like most other people. And I worked myself to the bone working crazy hours and doing all of this stuff and, um, you know, hit a breaking point where I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I thought that when I quit my job, that the stress would stop, but I had conditioned myself to stress and it was such a natural part of me that mm -hmm. even when there was nothing to stress about, like for probably a month or two, at least after I quit that job, I, the stress was still there. I, mm -hmm. I was generating it myself. Um, so I think another piece of that is finding an outlet for your stress for you know, the anxiety that comes up because mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is all unknown for us, right? We've never experienced anything mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. And you know, our, our parents haven't, our grandparents haven't, well, maybe 
if they yeah they, the grandparents on probably did yes yeah, depending um, on the age yeah depending on the age if they lived through the last one like a hundred years ago um but if, for most people no one has experienced this there's mm -hmm. no no one to lean on as as a guide for what to do and where to go and we live in an entirely different kind of world than than existed then um so it's it's finding a way your own way of reducing your stress adding in you know self-care time for yourself so that you feel like your whole self Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I've seen, you know, neighbors and friends all handle this differently. And some people are like, cool, I'll stay at home and not talk to anybody for forever. This is awesome. Yeah. And other people who really struggle with it, either the, from fear, um, or just the inability to connect physically with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the, the biggest takeaway as far as that goes is finding a way to, to cope with the stress. Um, for me, it is, I, I pulled out my old adult coloring book that my mother gave me like five years ago and I've never used. And man, you should see the coloring I've done the last few months. Um, that and, you know, physical activity, getting outside and going for walks and hikes and, stuff like that, um, to really clear your mind, you know, think through your thoughts and, um, look for new perspective on your situation. And I think the other piece of that is having someone to talk to someone to connect with like a friend or a family mm -hmm. member or a counselor or a coach or, or somebody that you can talk to about what's going on. Um, I, I have a couple friends who I talk to every day, um, you know, like through video chats and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's invaluable just to have somebody who's outside of my house that I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. physically around all the time, have somebody else that I can say, oh my God, this is driving me nuts today. Um, you know, like, <laughs> how do I handle this? Yeah. You know, just the other day, my son had this standard, this assessment test to take to see where he was. And it was taking a ridiculous amount of time. And I wasn't sure it was working properly. And we got logged off and logged back on. And I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> and I had to step away. And it was like, pulling, pulling up my phone and talking to my friend. I'm like, this is what's going on. I'm totally stressed out. I just need to get it out and, you know, move on from there. But I feel having someone to talk to, to connect with outside of the people in your house um, is essential to, you know, feeling like yourself mm -hmm. and maintaining that, that positive mindset that you want to through this time that and then you know finding an outlet for your stress is the two key things there yeah I, I definitely agree with you there with finding an outlet for your stress um i know that during this time i was you know working and, and i had the same situation as you where 
um, now my work life and my home life collided Mm -hmm. and my son who will be two next month Mm -hmm. was home with me all day while I worked. Mm -hmm. And yes, I could have taken some time. Like, you know, I think there was like some sort of like COVID time that I don't know, HR probably sent out saying that you can take the time off, but I knew that because of my mindset, I needed mm-hmm. to still continue to work. Yeah. And I had so many things to work on at work that I felt like if I take this time off, I'm going to be like even further behind <laughs> when I go back. Yeah. Um, and it, I think the time frame that they only gave you was like up to 80 hours. And I was like, you know what? 80 hours is two weeks. Right. That's not enough to get me through this anyway. So I'll save it in the event I actually need, need, need it. Mm-hmm. And so at any rate, he was, he was, he was there with me. And so I was working and managing him and and my husband, he does um, like technical work. And so he actually makes changes to customer systems and things like that. So he has to be a little more focused than I do because he's doing, you know, critical, critical changes for customers. And for me, even though my job is critical as well, I can juggle having my son because I'm not, I'm typing emails up and, and, and drafting up documentation and project plans and updates mm-hmm. and, you know, having meetings and stuff like that, which I can juggle him with that. Um, yeah. And so as I was doing that, I literally could feel the stress levels rising day by day by day. Mm-hmm. And so finally one day um, I was just like, I was like this close to just like, you know what, maybe I need to quit my job. I mean, I, I just didn't know. Yeah. What I what I should do. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going for a walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, so I've I, had those days for sure. <laughs> so I took my uh took my son down to the basement where my husband works works at because I I work upstairs because yeah. we're both on calls and it's too much. Right. But um at any rate, and so I went for a walk and as I was walking I could literally feel mm-hmm. like the pressure leaving me and I was like, walking does that? Like, yeah. you know, you hear people say like, you know, exercise releases mm-hmm. endorphins and all that stuff. And, um, I wasn't really big on exercising or doing much. I sit all day and work and just do all kind of stuff. And, um, so it caused me to start a habit of walking mm-hmm. just about every day. I go yeah. for a walk around my block, um, in the morning, sometimes midday. Now my, my son is in daycare half a day. So, um, midday I'll take a walk around the block in the morning if I feel stressed and it helps, it helps so much. And so I think if the listeners don't get anything else, it's what you said, self care is -hmm. so important. And then I took inventory and I said, all these things that I'm doing because I'm by nature, I think I want to be a perfectionist and I want everything to be done right. And I feel like I need to go above and beyond. And if you ask me to do one task, I'm probably going to do six because while I'm doing that one task, I find five other things that need to be done. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do the, you know, and mm-hmm. I had to scale back. And yeah. so I, I would ask myself, do I really need to do that? Cause I started feeling like I got to do this and I got to do this. And we have all this time now. So I got to accomplish all these goals. Mm-hmm. And one day I almost broke down and I said, who told me that I had to do all that? Why did I think, that I had to accomplish all that stuff so fast or right now. Mm-hmm. And I gave myself permission to defer some of those things or drop some of those things yeah. um, or even delegate some of those things hey. to other people <laughs> uh-huh. and, you know, just be able to say, 
you know what, I'm going to do what needs to be done now. And since I've been operating like that, when I tell you, it's been like, I still have the same amount of responsibility, Mm -hmm. but my stress level has decreased so much. And so I think everybody needs to find an outlet, like you said, whatever that outlet is and, and, and people, you know, we, we do still need that connection, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, let me think I had lists of questions, but you've, you've gave so much good information that you've answered some of them, uh, up front. Now, when I think about, you know, tips on, you know, um, how to get the right mindset and, um, just self care and, you know, improving yourself, working towards your goals. Is there anything that you've listened to or read during this time that inspired you that you think others may benefit from? Hmm. Well, for me, like I've, I've talked about before, I've had to really look at what's important and what is essential Mm -hmm. and let go of the other things because my, my available time has shifted. So I've actually gone back and reread a couple of things that I had read, you know, a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. found much more relevance in it now than I did previously. So they're both they're both productivity books, you know, I can't help myself, but, um, one of them is, it's called do less by Kate Northrup. And she goes into basically, you know, what, how do you do less and accomplish the same amount or more by, you know, decreasing your stress and aligning yourself with your body's natural energy levels but how do you um focus on that like i said before the 20 percent that's essential to get you where you want to go and yeah just delegating and coordinating with with other people and mm-hmm. not taking everything on yourself as so many of us try to do right we're yeah. like i'm i'm the best at what i do so i should do all of the things and not let anybody else touch it um, so that was one that I went back and reread and loved again and got so much more out of it this time around. Um, the other is called Essentialism. It's by, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. It's Greg McCowan, McKeon. I don't know. McCowan. It's Essentialism by Greg somebody. <laughs> and it's just, it's really the same idea of what is essential in your life? What are your key values? And are, is what you're doing aligning with your, your core values? Or is it just the extra stuff that you're putting on yourself or someone else mm-hmm. is putting on you? And um, one thing I love that he said, I, I have never said this to a boss and I wish I could go back you know, to a previous time and do this, but Um, He said, whenever, you know, your boss comes to you and says, okay, I want you to take on this project and I want this to be the priority. And you say, wonderful. I would love to make this the priority. What would you like me to deprioritize so that I can give this my focus? I'm like, oh my God, can you actually go to your boss and say, what am I going to deprioritize? What am I not going to work on so that I can give this a proper focus instead of taking on one more thing Mm -hmm. and trying to do all of the things. So those were really the, the two that I've kind of gone back to and re 
reprocess from a different perspective now that we're in a new place in life. And, um, yeah, I, um, I definitely do that to, to my boss at work, like, mm -hmm. because we have so many, um, so many goals and then we yeah. have high priority situations that occur. Yeah. And, uh, thankfully I feel comfortable talking to him. He's, I think part of it is having an open, open person that you report to mm -hmm. who doesn't feel like everything that I say is right and you need to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so frequently mm -hmm. when something comes up, I will ask, Hey, I can definitely do it. I'd be happy to help. I'd be happy to take this on. Um, however, keep in mind, we have this, 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 and this that are our key, you know, um, uh -huh. key goals for this quarter. Uh -huh. um, do you want me to, you know, deprioritize one of those? Or do you want me to put something mm -hmm. off or delay something? Um, and then that definitely helps remind and, and the people that report to me have to do that as well, because sometimes so many things are coming at you you, and yeah. you're delegating, delegating, it's up to the other person's responsibility to really be able to say, no, I can't take that, yeah. you know, or here's what I'm working on because I'm not going to remember everything right. that people on my team are working on. And my boss is not going to remember everything that I'm working on. And so, exactly. yeah, I think that's a great, great tip. I mean, even, even around the house, if your spouse yeah. is asking you stuff and you're like, Hey, you asked me to do this and this, well, usually my husband doesn't really ask me to do anything. He doesn't, I mean, he's, yeah. he's so chill and laid back. I'm the one that's <laughs> demanding, yeah. but, but he will tell me like, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I did this mm -hmm. and you want me to, and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so as we segue and kind of make, make our way towards, towards our conclusion here, just a couple yeah. more questions. Um, yeah. I, I, when I started, I mentioned that um, many people that I know are struggling emotionally. Even when I see people on social media, you probably notice posts like yeah. that sound hopeless or sound like, you know, um, people are struggling with, you know, depression, anxiety. Yeah. They're not getting that social interaction. They are, um, maybe looking at their circumstances, maybe they're struggling financially, maybe who knows, various people are going through different things, but what advice would you have to those who are struggling emotionally during this time? First off, I would say you're, you're not alone. Like you said, you see people all the time with you know, different, different situations and struggling in different areas. And I, I think, Pretty much all of us, uh, to one degree or another, are struggling with, you know, anxiety, stress, depression, um, and it's all coming up more so than it ever has before. And I, I think the idea that we're all in this together, and that the the fact that you're struggling, you're not the you're not the only one. There are mm -hmm. others around you that feel similar to the way that you feel. You're not the only one who's, you know, over here in the dark corner by yourself. Um, and then, like I talked about before, is having someone that you can talk to and you can, you know, bring these these thoughts and feelings forward and say, "This is what I'm where I am. This is what I'm dealing with." Um, you know suggestions, ideas on yeah. what, what I, what I can do. Um, just the other day, 
I had someone who just flat out said, so how are you handling depression right now? And, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very positive person. I'm, I haven't had any tendencies towards depression. Um, I mean, I, we've all had moments in our lives that has, you know, dark days. Um, But on the whole, I'm, I'm a fairly positive person in this, this, pandemic has not brought out particular um, thoughts or feelings in that direction. Um, But it really brought back to mind of how many people are really looking for some connection to somebody else that understands what, what they feel and what they go through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really just, you're not alone. There we're we're all in this together and you know talk about it and don't be afraid to share how you feel because chances are we're all right there with you yep you're you're right that definitely um for for those listening you're not alone Mm -hmm. you know you're not the only person who felt down um and you're not the only person who are, who's going through something. Everybody may not be going through the same thing, but somebody's been through what you're going through. Um, and just, just knowing that I think is, 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 is very important and knowing that there are people who have been through what you're going through and gotten through it. So there's hope, you know? And so speaking of hope, um, when we started, Mm -hmm. I asked you what one word you would use to describe your experience in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, now I want to ask you, thinking about hope and thinking about the rest of this year, mm-hmm. um, if you could choose one word to describe how you believe the rest of your 2020 is going to be, give me that word and tell me why. Sure. So like I said before, my word to this point has been revealing. Um, and I think because of that, I see the next part of this year as the unexpected and going into the future with the idea that we don't know what's going to happen. You know, my, my kid is set to go back to school in person in two weeks. He could be back for the rest of the semester. They could have an outbreak and school could shut down. You know, uh, there's, a whole bunch of different scenarios Mm -hmm. that could play out over the rest of this year. And we, we just don't know where we're going to end up. And I, I feel like just being comfortable, just settling into the idea that the rest of the year is Mm -hmm. unexpected. It's Mm -hmm. unknown and expecting the unknown uh, for me, at least provides a little bit of comfort Mm -hmm. of more of, okay, so what's today going to bring and what's next week? What's going to happen next week? Cause you know, we've got hurricanes hitting the Gulf coast. We have, you know, we have a, a, a huge election year. We've got all this going on, um, all over the country, all over the world. We've got COVID we've got, social unrest we've got just it's a it's a year of 
be unexpected. And yeah. I, I feel like that's, we can expect that to continue. So expecting the unexpected and just embracing the fact that we don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I like what you said about expecting the unexpected and just accepting the fact that we don't know. And in fact, even if 2020 wasn't like this, we still don't ever know what's going to happen, right? Exactly. We, st we still, you know, we're, every day is the unknown. There, there's always something that happens. Somebody wakes up and their relative gets in an accident or something and right. they didn't expect that, you know, somebody wakes up and goes to work and they lose their job and they didn't expect that. And so mm -hmm. life is not cookie cutter. You know, none of us know what tomorrow brings. And so being able to accept that you're not in control, being able to accept that you don't know what's going to happen, but expecting the unexpected, not just in, I don't know what negative thing might happen, but also, right. you know what? there might be an unexpected blessing for me somewhere. There may exactly. be an unexpected opportunity that arises out of this. There may be an unexpected um, connection that I make that's going to take me to the next, let me, you know, so exactly. even though we don't know, I like what you said, accept that you don't know and, you know, expect, expect great things to happen um, mm -hmm. because I, I believe that some, some good things are going to take place. There are a lot of things going on in our nation, in our world, but I know that the only way for culture to change mm -hmm. is through chaos sometimes. Yeah. So chaos has to be introduced in order for there to be a realization that something needs to be done differently. Um, and then change can happen and then the culture can shift. And so I think we are in a, in a good place for change, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, Absolutely. I mean, I have, have no other, no other way but to put it than like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, th thank you so much, Courtney, for taking the time out. Lastly, I want to ask you, uh, where can our listeners connect with you? Oh, absolutely. So on social media, you can find me mostly on Instagram. Um, my handle is Courtney Garantulli. That's, um, yeah, you can. I'll put it, I'll put it in the description or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, my website is cgtcoaching.com and you can get an idea of what I do professionally and, and how to connect with me that way there. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, this has been a wonderful conversation and I'm so glad that you're doing this. It's so needed right now just to have people's stories of their own experiences during this time. And, you know, we talked about it before. Of no one's alone. We're all in this together. And it's a, it's a time of, of change. And it may be uncomfortable for a while, but we're all going to get through it. And, you know, I believe that we'll come out better on the other side. I agree. Those are some good closing words. And I won't say <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait.